0: This show was created for you, the broken Catholic who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my guest is Victor Marks. You can find him at victormarks.com. Victor, at the age of five years old, was molested and left in a commercial cooler to die. He endured a childhood marked with physical and sexual abuse, multiple stepfathers, 14 schools, and 17 different houses. Now, BC Nation, maybe you've gone through hurt and pain and trauma in your childhood. I recommend, listen up. This is going to be your show of freedom, this episode. Victor's going to walk you through it. He does it for others. God has walked him through it himself. Now, Victor Marx is a high risk humanitarian focused on helping orphans and widows. He takes the Bible verses literally. Uh, he's led missions to Iraq, Syria, North Africa, and Southeast Asia many times in non-permissive and high-threat environments. Now, something about Victor Persley, he's also a badass uh, for all you guys out there that like following badasses. Uh, maybe you've seen him on YouTube uh, with his video. Uh, he's the world's fastest gun disarm man. Uh, And he's got a very popular video out there disarming, um, you know, uh, dropping the gun on someone and uh, how fast he does it. So you could check him out on that. That's always fun. I went and looked at that and I was like, okay, this guy's pretty darn quick. Um, Now, Victor is a husband and of more than 30 years he's a father to five children victor has learned and teaches his approach to successful relationships while excelling professionally he's the founder and president of all things possible ministries Uh, atp ministries works on a global scale to identify and restore victims of trauma from abuse and its damaging effects in order to free people from their suffering and interrupt the cycle of abuse for future generations that's what we're talking about today did you know, BC Nation, that you can put an end to the general, uh, to the generational curses within your own family? Did you know that you can put an end to it? I believe leadership is defined in three words. You go first. You go first. Be the leader in your own family. I've done it in mine. Victor's done it in his, and we're going to teach you how to do it in yours. There is a spiritual battle going on for the souls in your family. Believe it. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, but let's get into Victor's story. Victor Marks, welcome to Broken Catholic, uh, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Take about wow. 30 seconds. Uh, just share something, um, uh, just share kind of like fill in the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Yeah, I. well, one, thank you for the opportunity to be here. Uh, very, I'm very excited about this. And you know what? It's. Uh, I'll just say this. I'm just an ordinary person who's been able to do some extraordinary things. And when, when people either read the book or see the film on my story, um, it's like this morning, I met someone, I, I was just walking someone's house and goes, Oh my gosh, I follow you. Uh, and she goes, I'm a fan. I, is it a fan? I don't know. It's awkward. What do I say? I, just, I said, well, you're, you're a friend now. So, you know, it's uh, God's been very good to redeem what the evil one has done. Uh, We've we're beyond statistics, both in the psychiatric realm and uh, just the medical field of things I shouldn't have been able to recover from. Yeah. And I think God God has showed off through my life. It's humbling. And Mm -hmm. all I have to do is not mess it up. So thanks for (laughs) thanks for allowing me to be here,
0: man. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Uh, I have trauma-based Tourette's and I'm a, you know, public speaker, traveler, uh, media, but very few people really actually know I have Tourette's, uh, which most, it it was uh, varying degrees from childhood to adult, but that often comes on greater with stress, fatigue, or high emotion. So people tend to see the, you know, people live by perception. So they see me and then I like, go, oh, and then I just go, yeah, here's the thing I probably can't stand most about me that I can't control. Uh, but I live with it. It's a thorn in my flesh. Yeah. And as, as my wife says, it has, uh, it has helped <laughs> I wouldn't say save my bacon, but it's, it's helped to tour a couple of ladies in the past in my travels who, who tried to try to move in on me, like at an airport, something. And all of a sudden I started getting nervous and I started ticking, you know, verbal ticks and they're like, what the heck uh, I'm moving on. So my wife goes, yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I get it. Okay. So Victor, let's get into it. Um, You've said, you said it very well. You have recovered through God's grace, uh, from things that the psychiatric, uh, you know, space, uh, industry, uh, would say is completely impossible that you've recovered successfully, that you've been set free from the trauma, the hurt, uh, just the pain that was, uh, put on you as a child. What other than God, Yes, I get that. God yeah. set you free. But how did he do it? What vehicle did he use to set you free and to do what the world says was impossible?
1: Yeah, well, he let me spin for quite some time
0: mm.
1: saying, you're not going to be able to fix this in yourself. You're a Marine. You're a master of martial arts. This, that, that. It, you, you know, your brain's broke from trauma. And no matter what you do, no matter how much you try, or even treat yourself in the sense of I've got this, I've got this, man, it just just got worse and worse to where finally, uh, you know, when I ended up in a hospital for wanting to hurt myself, uh, I know what it's like to put a gun in my mouth and go, gosh, if I just end it, my wife and children will be so much better because I'm the source of their pain. I'm unstable, uh, you you know, and there were a lot of contributing factors, but uh, I would definitely say I got to the end of myself and then I totally just said, Lord, I can't do this. It's literally, I don't even know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to live if I live through this because it kept getting worse and worse. 123 visits to a trauma specialist. In a nine-month period, I've been on Depakote, Depakine, Prozac, Zoloft, Lithium, Buspar. You know, of course I drank. It was complicated by uh, <clears throat> injuries, physical injuries, that caused stress. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the VA, you know, they diagnosed me as uh, bipolar or manic depressive. And um, we couldn't get that under control. And then... I'll tell you the beginning of the change was when my daughter at a school, at a Christian school, they asked for prayer requests so they could put them on the board and pray. And this was we were living in Hawaii. I I, I called that time, you know, when I was hurting so bad, hell and paradise. Mm. And my daughter prayed and asked for prayer that her dad wouldn't have to take drugs anymore. And something happened very supernatural where I stopped taking my medications and God touched my mind. And I would say this, the bipolar, I was healed of instantly. And um, I remember my dips and highs, you know, manic depressive. I was ultra rapid cycler too, up and down, up and down, up and down. Twice in a day, that and manic depressive or bipolar, they have the highest suicide rate, the, bi, the bipolar too, because you just, it's like riding a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you can't stop yourself. You, you, you're trying to get a hold of it and you can't because of the way your, your brain is, chemicals aren't working and all that. So uh, I definitely felt God touch me and I was like, oh my gosh. And yet, this is what I feel like the Holy Spirit said. Now it's time to renew your mind. Mm. You, you, you have to renew your mind. So I listened to, and some people are going to think, oh man, I could never do that. And I'll just say, trust me, if dying and death and suicide is what you were facing or killing other people. Uh, yeah, you, you could, I listened to the Bible back then it was on cassette. I listened to the Bible on cassette for Five to eight hours a day. I, I didn't want to listen to anything else, and I just started what I would call renewing or restoring my mind, because you get grooves and thought processes, and you believe lies, uh, you know that become truth. So I just started restoring my brain. That was the first step for me getting stable, and I knew something happened. But I'll never forget, and I'll tell your folks: be careful what you're labeled, and be careful what the professionals tell you can't happen because God just may want to show off. And uh, um, I remember sitting with the psychiatrist and I've had a couple of really bad psychiatrists and I've had a few bad psychologists. I, I'll give you a case in point. One night I text this guy. It was about midnight. And I said, I, I'm doing horrible. You know, man, I need help. I, I'm about to split and I come back. You know what? he, he took the call, and this is, this is how he responded. Do you know what time it is? And I was like, what? Yeah, I know what time. It's time for you to help me. You're my psychiatrist, and I'm about to – I'm things ain't right. I mean, I'm literally – they're electing me mayor of Crazyville right now, and I don't know if I can come out of this term. He said, just be at the office in the morning. And he hung up on me. I'll never forget that. Well, guess what? I was at his office. I was in his office waiting for him. When he walked in, with his little bag and latte and all that, he walked in. He goes, "Oh," uh," said you told me to be here. He goes, "Okay, uh, all right." uh," He puts his stuff down. He's kind of a weenie of a guy. He sits down at his desk. He pulls out the clipboard. He's trying to, and I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting by the door. He's sitting at his desk. He goes, "Well, let's get started." How do you feel? I said, well, let me ask you, how do you feel? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, how does it feel to be in a very small room with a person that can kill you? (laughs) And he goes, what? And I said, just wondering. And he looks at his phone. I said, you would never have time. Because he knew. I'm a Marine a Marshall. I bad things have happened. I've hurt bad people's feelings and all that. And he goes... He started sweating. He literally, I, I'm watching his neck vein pop. He goes, Do you feel like killing me? I said, mm, No. I just want to see you sweat. So you suffer a little like I was doing last night. And he was like, uh, okay, uh let me get my assistant to get some. He 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 got out of the room. All of a sudden, you know, a nurse came in and said, Hey, uh, the doctor's not gonna be able to finish this. I said, yeah, I figured he wouldn't. So, good news, they didn't press charges. (laughs) Good news. Yeah, because I would have brought up what he did to me the night before. So, So you sent him
0: on vacation. So Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. So, you know, folks listening, if you're struggling and you're under someone's care, you're going to get it. It doesn't mean they're the source. You have to find a soul surgeon or somebody who really cares. That's what I would say for sure. Uh, Someone who's gifted. And and it's not just a job, but... I, would, I walked in the VA when I felt like God had healed my mind. I had told that psychiatrist, another one, I said, hey, uh, God healed me. He's like, okay, Mr. Marks, uh, go ahead and have a seat. I said, no, I know what you're thinking. He goes, look, you're, you're probably in a state of mania right now. There's a euphoria that you had an encounter with God. I said, I know it sounds wild, but I said, no, something really happened. And I stopped taking my meds. He was like, okay. We need to get you back on your meds right away. And there were times my wife in the past had to come in and they're both saying, you got to take this pill. I'm like, I don't want to take the pill. It makes me like Mm -hmm. take the pill, you know, but I told him, I said, nope. And then I never forget the doctor. He looked and somehow we ascribe just because if they have doctor in front of their name, Mm -hmm. that they're the end all and they're not. I remember him saying, it will come back. You're in remission.
0: Mm. So, what did you do right there, Victor? What, as this doctor, subscribed or prescribed a lie back into your mind?
1: Yeah, I throat punched him, and I said, "No, I didn't. That, that's you, you can't throat punch your doctor. That's it's not good. They will call the police." Okay, <laughs> but I'm crazy with a cake. You can't arrest me. No, I just said, Well, I'm I will choose to believe God over you. And again, he was spouting this lie. It will come back. I walked out. It will come back. I remember, yeah, I'm the, I'm out of here. And guess what? There were times soon after that I started feeling weird. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, it's literally the angel and the demon on my shoulder, mm-hmm. where the demon says, See, it's coming back. You're starting to spiral. Mm. And I remember fear, fear yes. gripping me, Joseph, like, oh, no, oh, no. And then I could just, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, are you going to believe the doctor or are you going to believe the father? Mm. It is your choice. And I said, I'm going to believe you because that's a better deal. And I had to stand on that no matter what the circumstance, no matter what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. If I started to an anxiety or a panic attack, I would just go, you know, I- I'm going to believe God, you healed me. And I never had to go back on any drug that was prescribed for mental health issues like that, right? The it no more lithium, no more buspar, no more. And uh, and I had I'll never forget I had a drawer, a top dresser drawer of empty bottles. Cause when you're when you're just taking them left and right, you know, you you just throw your bottles down. So so that was the first step. In the beginning of my healing of, and it has been, gosh, 20, 23 years now,
0: mm. 23 years
1: where,
0: uh, yeah. Victor, that's powerful story. And I think my listener right now, mm. many of you BC nation have possibly gone to Christian healing services. You've been prayed over by friends or family asking for God's healing in your life, may it be physical healing or emotional healing or psychological healing or spiritual healing, and you were healed by the word of God in that moment, yet fear crept back in. Someone planted a lie back in you. And I know I've lived this personally. I'm actually going through it right now, Victor. Uh, I got Ooh. prayed over um, recently. Uh, for physical healing in my neck, shoulders and back from a car accident three years ago. And it's just been chronic first injury in my life, physical injury in my life. And it feels like it never will go away. Right. And I was prayed over and set free uh, through God. And it was a, a prayer healing. And man, instantly, my brain went right to disbelief. Yeah. No, no, you, you weren't set free. You're still in prison. It just You just feel good right now, but it's going to come back. And these lies started creeping in, and I had to actively reject them and mm-hmm. say, no, I'm going to believe anyway. Even if I'm wrong and I'm tricking myself, I'm going to believe in God's healing power that I have been set free. And I know that even if I wasn't, I now will be because my faith is stronger than my fear. Mm. And I speak to you, BC Nation, do you resonate with that? This is exactly what Victor had a choice in the matter to do, choose fear or choose faith. And you've had this many times in your life. You know this. So what are you going to choose today? So, Victor, you had to choose faith uh, repetitively, it sounds like, over the next few years, correct? That's absolutely right.
1: Where because it's a journey, you know, it's, it's a journey to walk with the master and to believe daily, take, you know, take a big cross, deny yourself, follow him. And, um, I'll just say he's never let me down. Now the timing on some things different, Mm. uh, dealing with the disappointment of timing, uh, because I've, I'll just say this, never stop. Seeking to get better. Never stop asking, never stop knocking. And don't get discouraged when you're not there. Because suffering is a part of the Christian faith. I mean, Job is a great example. Uh, but everything goes through the heart of God. It's not just some random thing where Satan's allowed to buffet you. And and I just I stay focused on well, God, um, you know, whatever i'm going through i just go lord so the next thing i'd like to share with people you can get physical emotional healing you can work with a great counselor which i did uh and in my film and in the book i i shared dr arlise mcdonald who was an incredible soul surgeon helped me walk through some stuff we used uh at that time we used a principle of emdr which is a modality to help people process past pain and trauma it was effective uh, and I'll tell you, for me, it was no more than it was no more than prayer sessions. That's what it all boiled down to. She would go, well, let's just let's just visit with the Lord. And I'd be like, oh, I don't. And I'll, she would always say, this, well, ask the Lord what this means. I go, I don't, I don't want to ask, because He always tells the truth. Those were the best prayer times I think I've ever had in my life. And uh, and it was done through a gifted counselor psychologist. Um, so uh, my trauma was, it, there was some complexities to it because I had broken parts. I had uh, splits from my personality. It's a type of, and again, we get into semantics and whatnot, um, you, know, you know, but it's definitely a type of uh, dissociative issue, uh, which is a gift when you're a kid to be mm-hmm. able to dissociate from trauma. You can't process it. But it gets a little, it gets to be a pain when you're older. Yes, it uh, does. Because if they're not all at that boardroom table, you know, if they're running amok, it's like, hey, guys, everybody get to the boardroom. Let's sit down and have a meeting because you're wearing me out. So uh, she was essential in helping me in that aspect of my healing psychologically uh, from past trauma to, to pull everything together and then to trust God to know how much he loves me. The third area, which is what I deal with most with people, is the spiritual warfare. Mm. And this is fast. It's effective. Again, it's prayer. And yet, I'll tell you something. Here I got Joseph Warren with his BC Nation, a Catholic nonetheless, a broken Catholic. And yet, you're interviewing me about spiritual warfare and what we call the retooling prayer. Do you know how many... Evangelicals and Protestants absolutely give me pushback on this and would don't even want to address it, don't want to talk about it. And these are people that I've spoken at their churches over the years and all that. But boy, you start getting into spiritual warfare where you're actually engaging the demonic, you're you're showing the lies, and also what 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 the truth is. There are so many pastors out there. In the Protestant circle, they're like, no. And then in the Catholic world, there are people, I've had many Catholics go, hey, if you're not a priest that's been, you know, do someone to deal with the demonic, you can't be messing with that. I'm going to go, well, tell the, you know, thousands of people that have prayed for before. Um, and it's this is not something that I wanted. I will say that. It's something that God just put me into We don't call it a deliverance ministry because there's bad connotations with that. Uh, But we, we just, we just say, we help people get free to the next level and whatever it is. And you don't have to suffer trauma to the extent I did, you know, where, which was, you know, there was horrible things from water torture to, you know, being electrocuted and all this type of stuff. It was systematic. Um, that's hence why I needed so much help in that area. But you could just get wounded. You, could, your parents could get divorced. You can believe a lie as a child or as an adult. You can enter into sin, which opens the door. And the enemy is always looking for a place. And the difference is because we deal with strongholds. The difference is the armor of God. I hope the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. Right? You're, you're fighting like this. You're quenching the fiery darts as they come at you, boom, boom, you're engaging the enemy. When a stronghold has happened, they've breached your armor. They've cleansed you in your mind. You're not possessed. And I tell people this is not possession, but this is a level of influence that your mind is believing lies. And these demons have set up a stronghold. And all of a sudden you believe a lie long enough, it becomes your truth. That's why many listeners right now think they're addicted based on just, well, I'm, you know, I can't get over it. It's like, well, you could, this could be demonic influence, busted relationships. I can never really have all these lies. They'll never, a big one is value. People don't see their value. God doesn't love them. And I'll tell you, when we address the demonic specifically find out what the lies are, replace it with the truth, a person feels more free and they should because you're not in that wrestling match any longer. Mm.
0: This is powerful. And BC Nation, you could see why I brought Victor Marks onto the show today for you, because there's something in your life that you need to be set free from. There's some kind of stronghold that you've been uh, battling for years and you're living in chronic disappointment in your relationship with God? God, where are you? How come you have not set me free from this addiction? How come you have not healed my marriage? How come you have not physically healed my child or myself? I've tried everything the world has to offer. Nothing has worked. What do I do with that, God? Where are you? Victor, speak to that, would you?
1: Well, it's It's so common to all of us. Uh, You and I talked about that before we started the show, you know, Uh, it it can even transcend the Christian faith. We have Muslims on our teams uh, because of what we do around, you know, uh, uh, we have a history of recovering children and women from ISIS or helping with trauma related due to ISIS. Uh, And so we have Muslims on our teams and I've had them say, I've struggled with these thoughts, or can you pray for me, or whatever, or, so I do. And it, it, is, it is a humanity issue where forces of darkness seek to destroy humans, period. And uh, I always tell people two things, I go, well, I only, for example, we're, we're outside of Mosul, this is a few years back, ISIS is there, we're waiting to go in with the Iraqi army, Uh, Because when there's combat, people die, good people and bad. And we're there to bring food, water, as high-risk humanitarians, or take a kid, get them to safety, or provide for whatever. Right? It's it's all intense. Uh, Nobody thinks about parents who are killed and there's a kid walking the street Mm -hmm. with gunfire. So we'd be, our teams are going and uh, help remove a kid out of an environment, get them to our safe house. But I never forget we're we're actually sighting in our rifles, uh, and I just want to put a clarification: uh, it, it's prudent for us to wear body armor and armored vehicles and have weapons because our teams. My chief of operations here at ATP Ministries is a retired Delta commander for a squadron and a thousand missions, never lost a man. Hmm but hurt the feelings of a lot of monsters. And uh, so much so that the special operations community of the army honored him with five bronze stars and a silver star and V for valor. And that's not an easy task. So we're we're a very special operations minded organization and tactically, but uh, so we're siding in our weapons, because uh, we're we're about to engage ISIS, we're rolling into a village that they've held. all of a sudden, this car starts rolling up, and it's you see smoke, and it's a little car which we're going. Holy smokes! And literally, we're up you know saying, "Oh no, please, Lord, stop that car! We're going to blister it because it's a it could be a V-bed, a vehicle packed with explosives, mm-hmm. and we were the only Americans on that side west of Mosul at the time. So he sees the guns. It's a man driving and a woman in the back. She's in a full hijab. They stop the vehicle. I'm like, okay, first step. He jumps out of the car and he goes, help, help, help. My wife has psychological problems. And I mean, we just did a film called Triggered and Triggered 2, which your folks can watch for free on our website. And it's on trauma. It's on PTSD. I'm like, holy smokes. Is this a joke? He's going, like, please help. And then I hear this little there's explosives on the trunk. If you go up there, they're going to blast you. And I felt fear, mm-hmm. fear of like, like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, more than me getting killed. I don't want my man to get killed. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, go, just go. So I start walking, you know, very pensive. Uh, and then at a certain point I just started walking with a swag and a swag. And I had somebody ask me after they're like, Man, what happened? Did the faith of God come on you? Did you just I said, No, I realized I was inside the radius for the blast and whatever. I'm gonna die anyway. I might as well just walk on my shoulders back, going to death well. You know, if this is God's will, inshallah, it is his will. So we opened the door, the ladies in the back seat, her face was burning. and I told the guy, Did you burn her? He's like, No, no, no. Long story short, Joseph, she had repetitive thoughts in her mind to kill herself by burning herself, I think w- water was another one, uh, just just kill herself. And no doubt she was affected by ISIS invading the village, but I said, and I prayed and I said, I think this is more than just a psychological problem. Mm-hmm. I think this is evil. And I asked them, do y'all believe in evil or demons? And, and in the Muslim world, it's jinn, the jinn, right? Evil, demons, and they said, yes. I said, I have a way to destroy the gin that's attacking your wife's mind, but it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. I don't know any other way to have power or authority over it. And I said, do you, do you mind if I pray for you in Jesus name? Cause I want to be respectful for, mm-hmm. you know, and she, <laughs> I couldn't believe what she said. I mean, like that, she looks at me and goes, is Jesus still alive?
0: because <laughs> yes, she just she knew was a
1: prophet yeah but it, she asked me with such sincerity i yeah. paused i was like my brain he is still alive right i mean he rose from yeah. the dead okay yeah, yeah. i was like yes he's not only alive he will free you from this because he loves you mm-hmm. and and they were like yes pray so i prayed and it was a horrible prayer people listen uh, I, i'm trying to pray and be spiritual but i'm still thinking I, I, I could hear a little dart again. Oh, as soon as you say, "Amen," they're going to pop and just kind of, you know, they're going to clack off that. And I'm like, oh, stop.
0: The truck's going to explode with you in it, right? Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: And I'm sitting in the seat. And uh, There's been plenty of times I've been in situation being yeah, shot at yeah. by ISIS or mortars. So
0: what happens? You well, start praying. You, you do a terrible prayer, but the Holy Spirit yeah. compensates. Boom. Fall short. What happens?
1: Boom. The the only explosion was the power of God to destroy the enemy's work in her life. Before I could finish praying, Joseph, she starts saying, she starts hitting her head. She goes, my mind, my mind, my mind. She goes, it's quiet. Hmm. Because she had had these repetitive grinding, driven, I call it drivenness. When a person is driven versus being led, oftentimes there's demonic activity. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts, stuff you don't want to think about, you want to forget about your past, but it keeps us or fear. Boom, boom. It's like that's not God. No. Yeah. So she got the she really got free just like that. And people go, Well, did you lead her to Christ? I go, I don't think I have to. I think the Holy Spirit is pretty big. Can you imagine her going back to her village going, Jesus the prophet, is actually still alive?
0: Yeah. He's alive. And he and set he me me my free. mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. So that's an extreme story overseas in the Middle East that happened. Now, I heard you on someone else's podcast. And the guy was raving, the host was raving about having you on because he had a phone call with you and you just started praying over him, whether it was solicited or unsolicited. And he was just like, I don't know what's happening, but he's praying over me. So I guess I should just let this happen. And he said, by the end of your prayer, which took about 10, 15, 20 minutes, uh, he just felt uh, this lightness take over him. Uh, he felt free. He couldn't really identify what he felt free from. But he said ever since then, he's just been like on cloud nine, just like light as a feather and energized and and just going at it. And he had to have you on the show because he knew he was healed from something. He couldn't even tell you what he was healed from. But there was some kind of spirits going on, some lies right. that he was carrying for many years. Tell us more about how what you do uh, in the retooling prayer, why does it actually work versus your typical deliverance prayer uh, where people have been prayed over and nothing changed? They didn't feel a freedom happen or a lightness happening. Why does yours work, Victor? And why is it so simple the way you do it and it actually works?
1: Well, that's a great question. And I can only say it works because I think there's a level of faith and and a simple approach to taking authority over the demonic. Mm. And uh, there are some people who like to see people delivered, but they like to see manifestations mm-hmm. and kind of wild, because if the person gets set free, then it's like a bigger win. I really am a throat punch type of person. You know, I, I'd rather do the very minimum to get the maximum result versus the opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, work smarter, not harder. And God, I think showed me this approach and I had read everything. I'd read everything on dealing with the demonic. I mean, I was reading what Spurgeon books were reading, what he was reading, the uh, all different faiths, And I was just going, what there's gotta be Lord, Because at the time, we were dealing with juveniles in the U.S. prison system. Mm -hmm. And many, many of them have very strong demonic, you know, influences on their life. So I would say probably because of my IQ, as I always tell people, strong back, weak mind, God gave me this simple approach to be able to just engage the demonic directly for Lack of a better word, interrogate demon, a demon, to find out why he's there, when he came, what lies he's telling you, what's the purpose, is he the head demon over a stronghold or is an underling? What's the truth? What's the one truth that God's been trying to tell this person, but he's worked so hard to keep from believing. And uh, you know, a couple of other things, but then I, at the end, I always say, I tell the person, well. You heard it; it came to your mind. This is what you're hearing. We we wrote it down. Do you still want this demon to uh, to to you know drive you and to afflict you and cause suffering? And believe it or not, ninety five percent of the people say no. There's five percent that say, "Well, you know, I it's not that easy." Meaning they have a sin they want to hold on to and they still think they you know they can deal with the demonic you know it, it doesn't the demons are out to destroy humanity personally so that's the approach and I tell people all you have to do is listen it's the scripture we, we, we call it taking every thought captive right mm-hmm. taking every taking every thought captive and uh, man I will tell you this right now the the, the success the success we've seen only God can get the glory from only God can get the glory from. And uh, I'm happy to, uh, you know, when we're done, I'm happy to pray for you. I I, I want you to experience it. I'm happy to uh, help people who, who struggle now, you know, our, our platforms on social media, I think last week, we had 1.2 million engagements. Uh, So I have to tell you, listeners. I might not be the, you know, I can't take every person who contacts us, but I can certainly uh, give them direction. They can pray for themselves or they, you know, they can come to our training center where we pray for people all the time in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we are, we just figure if we can help people be set free, this is how I explain it. Uh, Here in Colorado Springs, there's a mile high climb, right? It's called the incline it's like, I'm on the incline halfway up and people pass me and they have a rucksack on. And I say, hey, your, your your backpack, your rucksack is sagging. Do you want me to check and see if you have anything in there? They go, yeah. I reach in, I, I show them a big rock. I go, you want the rock in there? They're like, uh, no, how did that get in there? Like, Let me check again. All of a sudden it's like, hey, you got you know, eight big rocks. Do you want these? No. Well, let's, all right, you're done, zip up. The person has to continue their journey to the top, but it's a it's a level playing field. They're not weighted down because yes. they're not going to believe the lies. And whether they're a believer, a non-believer, a different religion, uh, to me, it doesn't matter because it is Christ alone that empowers us with the authority over the demonic. And And I just say, hey, you know, and I've prayed for people who are atheists, people who are, you know, non-believers, but I do ask them afterwards. I say, now you just got delivered from some pretty gnarly things that have waited. They're like, yeah, wow. Oh uh, yeah, that was right. And then, and then I ask them, do you, do you know Jesus Christ personally? And if they're like, well, no, i go, if you want to, he sure would like to No, you, you know, He just delivered you from this. Would you like to follow him? They're like, yeah. How do I do it? Well, I can pray for you. So uh, we've seen girls who were cutters and God deliver. People who, marriages that were exploding, people who were cheating, driven, be set free. And then guess what? They got to still continue to follow the Lord in, in a very committed way. Because more demons will come back, but this time now your armor works. You have the shield of faith. You have the respirator. You can quench the fiery darts, and you recognize the lies far you know before they latch into you. And uh, so, yeah. that's so Victor, Victor, that's let, let me
0: comment. Prayer. That's awesome, uh, BC Nation. Victor uh, just spoke about the rocks in your backpack that you're carrying up the mountain of life. And, and Victor, I don't know if you saw right behind me, this is the name of my coaching program is blowuprocks.com, right? So blow up rocks. And that's what I do is I help men blow up those rocks in their life uh, nice. that are holding them back, standing between them and their spouse, blocking intimacy, disconnection mm. with their kids, uh, blocking their relationship with God, right? Childhood trauma, et cetera. Um, and we both use God. God's power, God's strength is the detonator that explodes Mm. these rocks and sets them free and their life gets lighter the way it should Mm. be. So thank you for saying that. That is so powerful. Um, My next question is, do you ever hear stories of people relapsing uh, after you do a retooling prayer on them? Um, And what do you do with that? You know, if a person relapses, is there something they can do uh, to be set free again?
1: Yeah, great question. I would say this. The lack of faith is probably the number one reason uh, where I'll pray, I you know, I'll pray for someone and then they'll leave and they'll go, they'll have freedom for a while and then they'll be like, I don't know that that I don't think that was real. That was just, I don't know, mumbo jumbo, whatever, you know. And then they simply start believing lies again. Mm-hmm. And it may not become a stronghold in their life, but it doesn't have to be. If a person believes a lie, one fiery dart mm-hmm. that can trip you or trigger you, you'll fall back into that same groove of, well, I like, eh, you know, yes, uh, you know, uh, I can't tell many people are like addicted to porn. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they hear this, you deserve it. You deserve it. Or you can't quit. All it takes is believing that lie, whether it's a stronghold or not. So that's why we tell people use aggressive prayer, take every thought captive. There are disciplines you need to put in place to solidify your freedom and to walk in it. But when darts come, it's so much better just to lift the shield of faith and go, no, not even, not even. Mm. Now, but BCD. yeah, there have been definitely times where, yeah, there, there have been times where people uh, need to get what we call a tune-up. And they pray for themselves. They can, you know, uh, yeah. But can you, it's not. Can that you
0: teach uh, right now in the last few minutes we have here? Can you teach BC Nation how to do a retooling prayer on themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the the best way I can do it is to
1: walk through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll just walk through it. Uh, Lord God, thank you for the opportunity we have to pray right now. And Lord, we ask for a seamless canopy of your blood to surround us right now. And I pray you destroy all communication with forces of darkness outside and those that may be caught in this realm assigned to this person. And Lord, we ask that you would draw a circle of judgment in the realm that we cannot see, but we know it exists, as where demons and angels battle. We ask that you put two warring angels on either side with flaming swords for control, order, and discipline. And dear God, would you please shine your light from your throne directly into this area of darkness to expose any works of darkness darkness against this person? Demon, the one that God is shining his light on, you are commanded now by the power and authority of Jesus Christ to step into that circle of judgment, kneel down, bow your head in shame. You don't answer my questions clearly, concisely, and quickly, or you will be punished. Demon, first question. If, in fact, there is a demon, if there's not, we thank God. But if there is, you will answer this question clearly, concisely, and quickly. How old was the subject when you first got assigned to him? And at this point, we just tell the person, listen, listen in your mind. What do you hear? And then write it down. Whatever the age, just write it down. Don't try to process it. Just write it down. Next question. What are the top three lies you've told this person since they were that age that have worked most against them? The top three lies. First lie. As soon as a person, as soon as you hear it, just write it down, regardless of what you think. It doesn't have to make sense. Just write down the first lie. Second lie. And the third lie. Demon, what was the purpose for you being assigned to this person? Why were you assigned to them? What was your task to accomplish? Demon, at the age you were assigned to them, what was the circumstance going on in their lives? Right now, remind them what was happening at that age. And when you hear it, just write it down. demon, are you the head demon in charge of the stronghold? Yes or no? If you heard yes, that's the head demon. That's the only one we have to get because all others will. They have to submit to his authority. If it's no, then we have to continue to pray the exact same pattern of prayer until, until we find the head demon and then Then we close. Demon, by what name do you most go by? And this, it it doesn't matter the name. Sometimes it's extreme. Sometimes it's silly names. But whatever name comes to your mind, we bind you, demon, to that name. It's almost like a name tag. That doesn't have to make sense. Just bind them to the name. Now, demon, what's the one truth God has been trying to tell this person? And you've worked so hard to keep them from believing it. What is the one truth? Tell them now. Good. Now, before I end, because that is the prayer, I would encourage a person who's listening to it, they can can pause this prayer at any point and just sit and listen. We normally wait about 15 seconds. If you don't hear anything in 15 seconds, then we would ask the person, we would just say, Lord, would you please reveal, is there any sin in this person's life that's giving the demonic a legal right To stay or to hassle them? And that's a question that we ask. Demon, do you have a legal right to stay assigned to this person? And if you hear yes, then you just say, Lord, please reveal to me any sin in my life that's displeasing that I just need to confess and ask for forgiveness for. And it's that easy. It doesn't have to be long belabored prayers, just agree with God that that's wrong. Whatever it is, say, Lord, please forgive me. And we know the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If, and these are in certain cases, the demon will not answer, won't say anything. There's not a sin connected to it. And this may trip out a few people, but it works for us. We simply give a command, for one of the angels to take his sword and cut off a limb on that demon that's in the circle with his head bowed to get him to talk. It's a form of discipline that we find is very effective in this aspect of spiritual interrogation. When you do that, uh, you simply ask that same question again, and you'll be surprised how quickly demons will respond after they've lost a limb or two, um, and then when it's all done, when each thing has been answered and you, you, you know, you, you command the head demon and it's underlings. Cause this is the question you must ask. If you find the head demon right away or whenever, just say demon, how many other demons are under your command? What's the number? And don't be freaked out if it's two or a legion, it doesn't matter. And it actually doesn't even it's not, it's not saying that you're a bad Christian or you're not good or whatever. It just shows how many demons are against you. That's all. And then you find out that number. And the last question I always ask is this. And I asked the person. We just found out what demon or demons are assigned to you, what top three lies they've told you, whether it's one demon or more. We found out how old you were when each demon came. What was the circumstance find out the demon's name, if he was the head demon or not, does he have a legal right to stay assigned to you or not? What is the one truth that God's been trying to tell you? And the last question I always ask is, do you want this head demon and the underlings underneath them to still be assigned to you? Because you have your own free will and choice. And I will never, I'll never assume that. And I've had people say, uh, oh, you know, I, I don't know. i let me think. And I just go, you just heard in your mind, we wrote down for a very logical sequence, this demon wants to do this to you. This is why they go, but so either a person still loves their sin or there are other things. I don't want to give any leading answers. I never do because I want it to be very pure from God that a person will go. Ugh. And then if they say, no, I don't want them. I say, good answer. And I simply pray this demon, we command you and your underlings right now to take your lies, your strategies, and go directly to the footstool of Jesus Christ. You're to kneel down before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and receive perfect judgment. you never return to this person again or family members or their animals or anything. You've lost all rights to hassle and torment humans. And then I say, Lord... I pray for this person's soul, the area that was affected by the stronghold. Lord, we know they weren't possessed, but influence can sure feel like it at times because our mind and how we respond or react to things. And I I say, Lord, I pray you'd shine your light directly from your throne into this person's soul, the area that was really affected by these lies. And I pray that you would illuminate that so there'd be no area of darkness at all. And next, Lord, I thank you for your blood, Jesus that was shed on the cross. The powerful blood. I pray you'd swab out the area that needs healing. And we know that your blood brings life. So please bring renewing life in this person's life and soul. And finally, Lord, we thank you for your love. And I pray that you'd fill this person's soul and seal them with your love. Because you still love the world, God. You gave your only begotten son. And we thank you for it. And I pray now that they would walk And freedom for all that you've created them to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. That is it.
0: Wow. Doom, doom, doom. Full guns blaring, man. You know, Victor, uh, just hearing how you go through that, I could see your military training has given you a keen insight into uh, the military uh, architecture. Yeah. in the, the the spiritual realm and yeah. that uh, just like the bible reveals there's a, a hierarchy of angels right in heaven there's also a hierarchy of angels in hell as well in the enemy's army and you're really calling that out and using the authority and uh the order they have to obey orders and, and you're doing that in the name the ultimate authority of Jesus Christ, they have to show up, listen, speak with you, engage and, and go through the entire interrogation pro- process, spiritual interrogation. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, how God has chosen you, chosen uh, the life that he's given you, the experiences he's given you in military and tactical training um, to now play in the spiritual realm uh, and do battle uh, very effectively against the enemy and take back territory for God. So I acknowledge you for that. I do believe that that is real. And BC Nation, if you doubt that is real, then please go read your Bible. Uh, Because the Bible does reveal the spiritual battle uh, of good and evil for your soul and the souls of the people that you love. That is not fake. Uh, And if you believe it is fake, then please look out at the world around you and see the demonic attacks on children everywhere, including yours. Uh, See that evil is spreading like a plague. Why? Why is that happening? Why is it just not staying at a certain level? Why is it increasing? There's an an active campaign, military campaign against Christians, believers. So, Victor, thank you so much. Uh, We're completing our our time here. Thank you for giving extra. Thank you so much for being on Broken Catholic. Uh, Thank you for uh, showing us uh, the testimony of God's healing in your own life. Uh, the, test, the possibility of God's healing in our lives, no matter how much we have doubted before this show, uh, we can choose right now to believe that we will be set free today when we go to God. Uh, And that we no longer choose fear, but we choose faith. And the only requirement for God's healing, I believe there's two requirements for God to heal anyone. First requirement is faith. You must believe God will heal you and that the healing is real. The second requirement is God's power. See, it's a two-part thing. Right, You participate in the miracle. And if you look at any biblical miracle that has happened, both of those requirements were present. God's power did the healing and God's uh, your faith, the person's faith, is what caused the healing or access God's power. So thank you for that. Thank you for the inspiration, the encouragement. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. But before we do, where does BC Nation go find out more about you, engage with you, find out more about your programs or your your prayer service, your retooling prayers?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Victor Marks with an X. People can Google that. We're all over social media. We have VictorMarks.com. Uh, VictorMarks.com forward slash training is our actual leadership and training center here in Colorado Springs. And then another great first step i would encourage people is to go to victormarks.com forward slash marriage. We have an online marriage course that addresses spiritual warfare. Uh, and it's simple, it's fun. And we've had many, many people sign up for it. You, you just do it online at home, whether alone or with your spouse, And we tell people, single people, take it. People are divorced. Go through this because we really address uh, aspects of that. But, uh, yeah, we, and I would tell people, you can do this prayer. You can have somebody pray over you who may have a little bit more faith using this. And then also, whatever God puts on your heart, however he shows you. Because, you know, there's, uh, Jesus healed people in different ways. This is just the way he has shown me. And that we've used it over the years to see—I mean, everything from children to Emmy Award-winning actors to celebrities, people in the Pentagon. To I was just in Iraq last month on mission, and I literally played for a very well-known uh, in this in a very small circle of special operations, a uh, Delta operator who. He's still active. He was there. We, we, we were in the fob, and I prayed for him. I prayed this prayer. And it, he got so free because I remember asking him. He's a believer, strong believer. And I asked him, I said, hey, you want me to check and see if you have any demonic assignments? Because that's all they are, right? He goes, I know I have them. And I go, oh, I prayed for him. And he was like, oh, my gosh, wow. And then he goes, I want to give you something. And he pulls out of his kit a blade. He goes, this is this is a custom Late I use him, he goes, it's been used a lot. I go, oh, okay. He goes, I said, well, I'll sterilize it before I cut any apples, my good friend. Uh, But you know what? I I pray for freedom for everybody, and uh, God won't disappoint.
0: Mm. Victor, thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, BC Nation, my commitment to you is I'm going to take Victor up on his kind offer uh, to pray over me. So I'm going to go first, okay? Uh, let him pray over me, any strongholds uh, that may be present in my life. I've done a ton of inner work, but I, gar- I guarantee there's still sup- some uh, skidoosh, uh still going on in there. Um, and I want to be set free, whole and complete, to be used for God's kingdom in a powerful way. And I know for a fact there are spiritual uh, demonic forces that have been assigned to me that have tripped me up constantly using the trauma in my life, et cetera. Uh, and, and you do as well. So I'm gonna go first. Uh, I can report into UBC nation, how that goes, if I actually get set free or not. Um, and Victor, it's just an honor to know you. Uh, I pray God's blessing and protection over you and your life and your family and your wife and your ministry together. Um, and all the souls that you are winning back for God. So thank you. May God's uh, joy, peace, uh, and love just fill your life and your heart, sir. Thank you, Joseph. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse you just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems, permanently, like be done with the addiction, be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.